1: Morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever in the world you are. My name is Eric Taylor, CEO and Chief Forensic Operator here at Barricade Cyber Solutions. And I want to welcome you to episode 475 of the types top cybersecurity news now. So that way you know kind of what's going on in the industry today. So that way you are very informed as you go out there and crush it in the world of cybersecurity and infosec today. So glad to have everybody here. Sorry for the little bit of delay there. We're well, having a problem with the the platform. Definitely was not running, um, you know, late because of any other issues. Even though it definitely could be a big problem. I'm hearing no sound. Mods, please advise. Is there sound? I'm seeing in the YouTube chat, no sound, no sound. are we having a typical simply cyber podcast issue today all right so so everybody okay they have sound okay may uh may just be uh carry and maybe some other folks so we'll we'll move on great thanks so much youtube chat greatly appreciate it cool um where was i oh yeah so uh please remember to say you know uh or let me take a step back please remember that every episode of the simply cyber is worth half a cpe so definitely mark it into the chat and let everybody know that you are here that you are um so if it ever becomes auditable you can definitely be able to prove that and be able to um say yep i was here i got you know i should get my credits things of that nature uh definitely want to say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors and of course one time i forget to load that up so sorry about that go to the site and go to the site real stream so those who don't know we use restream both dr joe dozier and myself for our, all of our platform and it's it's being very funky it's not wanting to work the way that it normally does so bear with me a little bit of a grace while we i'm trying to figure out why it's not doing what it wants to do uh but anyway first and foremost definitely thanks to uh black hills information security anti-siphon training this is a platform for so that you could pay what you can to get leveled up and be able to be the best you that you can be and be able to get those skills that you need to get into you know even um a crawl a mandiant um You know a barricade cyber any of these type of companies that you want to potentially work for you know introduction to pci 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 101 you know one of the things that i always get on my soapbox a lot is you know pci's for credit cards i can we can line up 10 companies and probably 9.5 of them aren't even doing pci compliance so it's really really crazy but um you know regular expressions that is one that's actually on my personal radar that i need to take Uh, i this is something i've always been struggling with and as a lot of our uh threat analysis is advancing definitely wanting to get into regex and things of that nature so definitely check it out what you um you know pay what you can be able to do um you know if you even accept less than 300 bucks look at that less than 295 yeah you don't get any cyber ranges you know there's there's a little bit of give and take but you're able to take the class right so that's pretty cool and i mean full price I think the last ones I took, they were about seven or eight hundred bucks or they're, they're really, really affordable in my personal opinion. I know everybody's situation is a little bit different. Hopefully this would be a good avenue for you. Um, but if you are in the business and you are trying to get your incentives done inside of the organization, may I consider or recommend Penopsi security for a, a, a quantified risk assessment for your organization? Penobscot will come in and try to fit, uh, help you do a lot of the communications with the CSO by presenting a report that the CISO and CFOs will clearly understand that they, you know, if you don't do X, it's going to consequent in Y, you know, so definitely check out panopside security, help get your cybersecurity for the business that you are operating in stronger going into 2024 than you are coming into 2023 that is literally the name of the game be more secure next year than you are this year you know you can't go from zero to 100 overnight you're going to break some crap I'm going to promise you that uh, I'm speaking from experience when I was in my early days so you know it's always the the infamous crawl walk run Very much so in this situation. So, making these steps to be a more secure individual and organization moving forward than you are today is the name of the game. If you are live, please say hashtag team live in the chat. Thank you so much for joining us. I do see 198, 201 people today. Uh, We are not, unfortunately, streaming on LinkedIn at the moment. Again, restream problems. I don't know what in the world is going on but we couldn't launch it by going to uh, LinkedIn. So I literally had to remove the LinkedIn feed and change the time for eight o'clock to eight 15 and then restream. Let me launch, but it has been acting really funky. I definitely see the dolphins and thanks to DJ B You will probably hear this sound most, but you are hearing it first with me being in the A chair. That is the flaming donkey courtesies, of DJ B And I am trying to pound down as much coffee as I can. It's been a crazy, crazy month. Ladies and gentlemen, I love a team dolphin. I, I see you casually Joseph. If you are team live, thank you again so much. I do greatly appreciate it. If you are team hybrid, you're listening in and trying to get caught up. You're trying to figure out what it is. Just don't worry. This is not a typical show. Dr. Jared Osher normally comes in and does his uh, analysis of the top cybersecurity news from a CISO's perspective. I do a little differently. I am not a CISO. I am a practitioner a day in and day out. So I give you a tech, uh, a technical breakdown of the way things that I see it from the cybersecurity news. So you kind of get a little bit um, both sides of the situation and it's a great honor and pleasure to be here at the grace of Dr. Jared Osher and because you guys keep saying. Bring that air guy back. We like him. So I do greatly appreciate that. Um, if you are team audio, you're listening on the podcast. Hello to you. I know you can't see me, but I'm waving at you. Please drive safe. Things are crazy out there on the road. So um, hope you're able to get your destination. Fine. With that, we will. I do want to try to do some jawjacking. My schedule is crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, I do want to get to some jaw jacking. So I may fly through a little bit of stories um but you know we'll see how the the stories play out a little bit and kind of go from there so i'm going to turn some knobs and things and hopefully we get some stuff lined up here ladies and gentlemen so bear with me a second i do know there was uh we're just reading on some of the headlines definitely a little bit of some stuff that may become a little spicy so we'll see how this plays out all right we got that For some reason, it is not pumping that audio over.
2: From the CISO series. There we go. Cybersecurity headlines. Here are the cybersecurity headlines for October 18th, 2023. I'm Sean Kelly. Zero-day attacks affect over 10,000 Cisco devices. Researchers have discovered attackers are exploiting a recently disclosed critical zero-day bug affecting at least 10,000 Cisco IOS XE devices including enterprise switches, routers, access points, and wireless controllers. The maximum severity vulnerability targets devices with the web user interface enabled and that also have HTTP or HTTPS server toggled on. Researchers at Volncheck say that privileged access on iOS XE could allow attackers to monitor network traffic, pivot to protected networks, and perform man-in-the-middle attacks. While a patch is not yet available, administrators should immediately disable the web interface, remove management interfaces from the Internet, and check for suspicious user accounts.
1: Oh, my. And I'm not pausing. (laughs) But what in the holy... Oh, oh gosh! Oh my goodness! Can you bump up the audio on the CISO series? Sure thing, Casey. Let me bump that up a little bit. But yeah, this is definitely a an issue. Uh, CISO series too low. All right, I tell you what. Everybody says there is too low. We'll we'll bump back real quick. We do have a few
2: moments of so from we'll play the CISO again. series. It's cybersecurity headlines. <laughs> Here are the cybersecurity headlines for October 18th, 2023. I'm Sean Kelly. Zero-day attacks affect over 10,000 Cisco devices. Researchers have discovered attackers are exploiting a recently disclosed critical zero-day bug affecting at least 10,000 Cisco IOS XE devices, including enterprise switches, routers, access points, and wireless controllers. The maximum severity vulnerability targets devices with the web user interface enabled and that also have HTTP or HTTPS server toggled on. Researchers at Volmcheck say that privileged access on iOS XE could allow attackers to monitor network traffic, pivot to protected networks, and perform man-in-the-middle attacks. While a patch is not yet available, administrators should immediately disable the web interface, remove management interfaces from the internet, and check for suspicious user accounts. So I got a serious question, and I know this happens a lot.
1: You know, we've had... Cases over the last years, if you've been in IT, you know some of these terms, and forgive me if you don't, but, you know, your Dells, iDRacs, your HP, iLows, um, being public-facing on the Internet and with default creds. You know, we've even had some ransomware cases where threat actors got into the organization, you know, using default creds in the out-of-band management for these servers. I don't know for the life. I understand from a IT perspective, being able to remotely access the firewall from a remote location without going into the network. I get it. I get it. It's a convenience thing. But why on God's green are you not putting limitations on it, right? I mean, this is DJ BSEC actually put this over in the mod chat earlier. So shout out to him for, you know, definitely uh, sharing some knowledge here. And I'll post this in the chat if you want to follow along at your leisure. But this actually goes into, you know, more of, you know, how many devices are actually, you know, out there, you know, vulnerable to this particular thing. And it's just a train wreck, ladies and gentlemen. You know, this just goes back to, you know, if you don't know about a program called Showdown, oh. It would help if I actually switch that. So if you don't know about a program called Shodan that would scan your IP addresses, I think it's still free for like three IP addresses, maybe. Maybe it's just one. But nevertheless, it's pretty cheap. And I know each year they have a, a major deal, a major sale for like 53 bucks or some goofy number where you can, you know, start monitoring even more of your organization. And I mean, it's, it's a no brainer. And these ads are, well, I'm, I'm going to talk when you're going to see me do a little, a little stuff that I've always recommended some, to some clients. But yeah, the, you really need to start getting into, you know, doing your own OSINTing and, you know, figuring out what exactly is on the network what's potentially exposed and this is for those who don't know uvlock is an awesome awesome plugin that I typically try to get enabled here especially on my sandboxing situations so um you know things like firewalls things like your um you know if you have any idracks if you have you know rdp you know commonly known as ransomware deployment protocol by me but it is kind of what it is you know you really need to do some of your own scenting. you see how leaving computer is so much prettier now that uBlock block is on it's amazing ladies and gentlemen look at that look at all the stuff it blocked but anyway you blocked you block extension it's on all the browsers definitely consider that freaking out it's amazing but anyway um definitely you know start doing some OSenting on your stuff and you know that way you can try to keep the ATP group out of your environment and having to call a company like Barricade Cyber to potentially remediate a potential compromise. But yeah, this is definitely not good. You definitely need to do some monitoring, um, you know, talk to Cisco and, you know, figure out the, There actually may there was a mention of here of looking for uh, adverse uh, or unusual usernames. You know, that's one of the, the key things I'm always telling uh, organizations that were coming intact with um, oh they even say right here on September 18th you know Mark tape look take a look at this when attackers were observed creating local usernames called Cisco TAC Admin and Cisco Support so definitely look for that there's some TTPs there's ladies and gentlemen that for you to you know look at if that's potentially inside of your Cisco equipment all right so the more you know ladies and gentlemen the more you know.
2: U.S. government warns of widespread exploitation of confluence vulnerability. Following up on a story we've been covering on cybersecurity headlines over the past two weeks, CISA, the FBI, and MSISAC are warning of potential widespread exploitation of a zero-day vulnerability in on-premises instances of Atlassian Confluence data center and server. The bug has been exploited by Chinese nation-state threat actors since September 14th, roughly two weeks before Atlassian released fixes. The bug is remotely exploitable without authentication and could lead to privilege escalation. The advisory further warns that successful exploitation could lead to threat actors creating additional unauthorized administrative accounts.
1: Holy train wreck. (laughs) Come on. oh. Can we just reboot the day? (laughs) Uh, I do see in the chat, before I get into the comments in here, Worldwide Wednesday. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I did mean to mention that this morning uh, when I started off the the podcast. There will be no Worldwide Wednesday. And why do you ask? Because Eric sucks at geography. That's why, to be completely honest with you. Um, It is definitely a weakness for me so i don't want to be a laughing stock showing my lack of geography in the world so we're not doing worldwide wednesday unfortunately ladies and gentlemen um so it's very sorry about that with that said back to the the stories um yeah the last time i was on here and was talking about this i mentioned being able to one day be you know hold people more responsible hold you know being more secure tomorrow than we are today you know and this just goes back to the government or uh, no this is actually confluence data centers my apologies the government's warning about this I quickly skimmed it way too fast. Sorry federal overlords. Um yeah I'm a little salty ladies and gentlemen it's been a long month like I said. Um the you know th- Confluence and Alassian, I believe is the way you pronounce it. Yeah, you know, they they make some pretty cool software. You know, even when we were migrating away from being an MSP into cybersecurity, we were trying to figure out, you know, good platforms to use for our ticketing system, case, case management really, and things of that nature. and We I strongly looked at Alassian's Jira uh, and it's a really really cool platform, but You know, when you take a look at the history of vulnerabilities with this freaking organization, it's astronomical. Like, it makes me literally want to go play in traffic if I seriously considered using that platform. Um, And just time after time after time, uh, you know, the data that we are potentially working with I don't want to, I mean, I'm already up half the night anyway, right? But I don't want to be worrying about my vendors having a zero day in my client's data, you know, my interactions with clients and things of that nature is just, you know, subject to disclosure. I I don't need that garbage. So, um, you know, find me at a conference and I'll tell you uh, privately what we use or if you're a client, you'll know what we use, but I'm not going to publicly disclose that. But anyway, on with the
2: next one. D-Link confirms data breach caused by phishing attack. The Taiwanese networking equipment manufacturer confirmed it suffered a data breach resulting from an employee falling victim to a phishing attack. In response, D-Link immediately shut down potentially impacted servers and disabled all but two accounts used during the investigation. The attacker claims to have stolen source code for D-Link's D-View network management software, along with millions of personal info entries belonging to customers, employees, government officials, and the company's CEO. The stolen data allegedly includes names, emails, addresses, phone numbers, account registration dates, and the user's last sign-in dates. The threat actor is seeking $500 for the stolen data despite the fact that timestamps reveal the info may date back to between 2012 and 2013.
1: Wait, hold the phone. Threat actor provided 45 samples. I have 3 million lines of customer information. The data is available for purchase on the hacking since October 1st, with a threat actor remaining $500. What? Oh my sweet Jesus. That is a deal and a half ladies and gentlemen. If you've ever been through any sort of cybersecurity incident, $500 is a no brainer. Um I mean it is from a quote-unquote test lab. So maybe it's not viable data. And what we see like there's you know mock data that you can use some some organizations will actually use live data and just copy it over to a sandbox or um in this situation a test lab so it may or may not be legitimate customer information so but that's a really really low i mean that's you know those who are Those are little senior like me, you know, when I see that, I think a Kmart's red light special and those who don't know, Kmart was a store that was a big competition to Walmart back in the day and their clearance items, they literally put a red light above the carts and everything. So it was a red light special, you know, this, everybody look here, you know, we're, we're trying to get this clearance stuff out of our daggum store. So. But yeah, that's a red light special for whatever, just to potentially have your data removed. I doubt this because this is, this looks like VSS, this may be a different dark website, but, because some of them are starting to really blend together a little bit, but the, uh, I mean... Heck, even offer them a thousand dollars and tell them to remove the post and don't sell it to anybody else and you know do your own <laughs> DJP seconds <is> trolling me <laughs> in the mod chat with a blue light special. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a uh, – that's interesting. That is a steal. Oh goodness. Oh, with the next story. Meta, now let's and for those who are watching live online, you'll see like how some of these sites have a site, uh, bunch of ads, and I refresh, and now all the, the banners are gone. It's because of Ublock, I'm telling you. It's the best best freaking extension ever. I love it. So the more you know.
2: Let's Instagram users. Stop online. Data collect.
1: Was it blue light special, DJ? I thought it was red light special. He just shared a... I just got a, an image in the mod chat about the, the actual blue light bulb for the Kmart, I thought it was a red light special, whatever, anyway,
2: thanks for correcting me. I'm old, as casually Joseph will call me as a boomer. ...meta says it's expanded the ability of Instagram users to block data collection across the apps and websites they visit. This blocking was already a feature in Facebook and will allow users to review which businesses share info with Meta, disconnect specific activity, or clear collected information. Instagram users can find this feature called activity off Meta technologies within the platform's account center. And now a word from our sponsor, Vanta. Oh my
1: God. Carsley Joseph. I just seen that. Oh, now I know what red light special is. Sorry. For those who are laughing at me holy moly thank you casually joseph for the the dropping of what the real meaning of a red light special is um oh i did miss the the membership tim fox uh became a squad member do you become best friends yep thank you so much greatly appreciate you tuning in tim fox so yeah this one This, this has always been a thorn in my side and you'll see a lot of times where on these pot on the podcast where they're talking about api um you know vulnerabilities and exploits and things of that nature um you know this is really where a lot of that stuff may come into where applications are going to talk to each other and they um they're doing it by an API typically unless they're in their own ecosystem and the, they'll do back-end SQL commi- uh, communications and stuff. Um, so it's uh, it's about time they start segmenting their own freaking crap. I mean, come on. you know, Even if you're running into your own internal network, your management devices, like I said earlier, your iDrax, your VLANs, your ESXi hosts, all that should be a management VLAN. It should not be exposed and accessible to the general inter, uh, general public inside of your uh, trusted environment. You know that's uh, that is a management, and only certain people should be allowed to access management VLANs. Kind of the same thing. You know, I I do understand the feas, uh, feasibility, feasibility or feasibility of allowing you no know, cross talk communication between your between your platforms for ease of the uh, end user experience but you know there is um there's a risk to it all right so you know you get into one application it goes into the other one right Oh yeah i'm getting trolled in mod chat for the red light Um, for those who don't know what red light is just go google it on your own term know because this is a pg-13 disney room type of chat we will uh i will refrain from commenting on what that is but sorry for for that for uh not
2: remembering what that was Uh... growing a business that likely means more tools third-party vendors and data sharing aka way more risk Vanta's market-leading trust management platform brings GRC and security efforts together, integrate information from multiple systems, and reduce risks to your business and your brand, all without the need for additional staffing. And by automating up to 90% of the work for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more, you'll be able to focus on strategy and security, not maintaining compliance join 5000 fast growing companies that leverage vanta to manage risk and prove security in real time our listeners get $1000 off vanta go to vanta.com/ciso to claim this discount that's v a n t a.com/c i s o
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen if this if this is your first time this is what we call the mid-roll thank you so much to everybody who has been joining in and being able to hang out with us today i do greatly appreciate it um thank again thanks again to the show sponsors i do know that you know barricade we are you know we're pretty much here till the end of time as long as dr gerald osier does it i've heard uh dr gerald Ogier also mentioned that upside and Black Hills are going to be here for the long term. So you're you're going to hear a lot about us uh, over the next month, 6 months, a year. You know, all three of us organizations are definitely very rooted and want to make sure that we a platform like this is here for you guys and gals that are out in the audience to be able to again level up, get into the industry. You know, this has been a fabulous community to be able to do that. And with that you know definitely want to mention the simply cyber community challenge uh, mods please let me know i did try to find on linkedin this morning the simply cyber community challenge but i was i, I wasn't able to find it i think linkedin altogether is just acting freaking goofy as i get out um so um i don't know who the current baton holder is but simply use the uh the hashtag simply cyber community challenge in your search search for the pot and you'll find other users um that are our watchers and be able to see other like-minded folks be able to connect with them and be able to expand your local reach and international reach there's people that we're connecting with even on my side in india and in tel aviv and just all over the globe it's really really cool to be able to see different perspectives right so you know, I said it before, and I'll say it again. You know, um, if you ever you know, around me or whatever, you, you notice that a lot of us who were in the trenches were in our own eco, our own little bubble, right? And we, uh, it, it's hard to see other perspectives, a different take on a potential vulnerability and CVE, and you know, being able to see what other people are saying about something like this. Or, or anything that may be of interest of to you may put a different spin on things. You know, you can take that with anything with life, right? But uh, it's it's good to see uh, how other people do it and how people potentially, you know, uh, are able to potentially exploit it. You know, hats off to, you know, uh, John Hammond over there um, that I think was an oh, Huntress, you know, he does a lot of reverse malware. And it's just one of those things I even look at, I'm like, how in the world you do that but anyway um oh thank you so much jenny so um we do have the post thank you so much you are a darn rock star so let's see does her all right cool so carrington white was the uh was the baton holder i don't know if she is in the chat if you are uh, in the chat, Miss Carrington White, please say hi, um, and please nominate somebody for the uh, to talk about their simply cybersecurity. Yeah, you know, oh, this is pretty cool. It's, um, you know, born in 1990, southern region of Africa. That is cool. Um, yeah, definitely not a drug-free environment. Those who don't know, it's a it's rough down there. So she really it looks like she goes into you know talk about her history and her life a little bit here so um this is really really cool um so definitely connect with her and um you know connect with other folks that are on here you know like aaron gaza like jim james uh driscoll and you know our one and only mod jenny housley right so you know if you're not connected with them definitely You know, connect with them and you know expand your your circle. Oops, assumptions. It's the mother of all f ups. I was just advised Carrington is a man, not a woman. My apologies. I told you I am so I am train wrecking that today. Holy moly, assumptions are the mother of all. Remember that, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, anyway, definitely connect with Carrington White and uh, you know expand your reach. Expand uh, connect with those again that are on the the post and be able to you know uh, expand your reach and be able to expand your uh, uh, your knowledge of different things that are going on in the industry. And with that, let's carry on and stop doing the crazy assumptions that I like to do.
2: Malicious Notepad++ Google ads evade detection for months. Threat actors have been abusing Google ads in a months-long malvertising campaign targeting users looking to download the popular Notepad++ text editor. The campaign's URLs filter out crawlers, VPNs, and bots, eventually landing victims in a site that contains decoy download links for the text editor. Upon clicking those links, a second check is performed to ensure the visitor is not protected by a sandbox. Victims who are deemed suitable targets are served a script which researchers found not to be weaponized. However, they identified a private version of the same file that attempted to connect to a remote domain on a custom port they believe is part of a cobalt strike deployment to protect themselves users should skip promoted results on Google search and double check they've landed on an official domain
1: yeah absolutely you know this has been a story as old as time casual joseph i see that your discord notes yes i'm train wrecking it up um you know point of correction the the LinkedIn post said um, um, South Southern region of America, not Africa. So, um, yes, I do need more coffee. I'm completely out. Unlike Dr. Joe Dozier, I don't have a French press that I can just freaking pump over here. <laughs> um, I've actually got to go and get coffee and all that. But anyway, uh, this is a tale as old as time, ladies and gentlemen. Like I was saying, the yeah, being able or being able to spin up ads and default landing pages or uh, landing pages to, you know, mimic the website. Always make sure that you are going to a trusted source. Um, you know, a lot of firewalls that are out there will help you make sure that you're not landing on potentially, you know, malicious sites and things of that nature. So, um, Definitely look at the the stuff, you know, just make sure you download from a trusted repo if you can, uh, trusted sites, things of that nature. So um, one thing that I would always probably recommend, especially over the past year, that's been this thing's been going on. You know, if you're looking for software to download for your devices, maybe not click on the sponsored ad for it. You know, if you're looking for a notepad, I know it's easy. Like, oh, notepad, boom, click. But. You know, that's kind of a horrible, horrible concept. All right. So definitely spend the money on the advertisers when you're looking to buy a, you know, you're actually looking for a service or something, but I wouldn't just pick for a software download.
2: UAE and us partner to bolster financial services, cybersecurity. During the Gitex Global Conference in Dubai, Dr. Mohamed al Kwaiti, head of cybersecurity for the UAE government, met with Todd Conklin, deputy assistant secretary for the Treasury, and agreed to cooperate in multiple areas. These areas include sharing cybersecurity incident and threat info, staff training and study visits, and conducting cross-border cybersecurity exercises. This effort is part of the US Treasury's collaborative approach to improving cybersecurity for the international financial system through public-private partnerships and developing relationships with international partners. Okay.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna get on a soapbox. Are you ready for this? I don't know if you are. I heard rumor yesterday that the U.S. Treasury Department and the IRS are launching. um, I I see this. uh, What plugin are you using for the ad blockers? I'm using this program called Ublock. Um, So definitely check that out. Um. I seen U.S. Treasury Department and the IRS going to launch a payment portal where, or a self self register a processing portal, uh, going into the 2024 year to file 2023 taxes. Um, you know, bypassing your H&R block and you know all your box stores, and you're able just to, you know, use the same technology that they would do, right on the IRS's website. If you folks are old enough to remember when the Affordable Health Care Act was implemented, how much a re- tr- effing train wreck that was, where e- each people, everybody was looking at the federal government like they're a bunch of, right? And, you know, they just couldn't get their act together. Now we're doing it with the IRS and now the Treasury Department is working with international partners. Why? Don't get me wrong, we all need to boast our cybersecurity. But I don't, when I think that, I don't think our people that are operating our day to day operations of money and taxes and things of that nature working with other governments. Maybe that's just a little tinfoil hat. Like, we should kind of keep that in our own house here, right? Uh,. No, it's, I don't like it, right? No, we can't even secure our own government and we're going to be working on internet at uh, whatever. This is, this is, nothing good is going to happen of this. Nothing
2: good. I, I guarantee you. Moving on. Fake browser updates used for malware distribution. Cybersecurity researchers from Proofpoint are tracking at least four distinct threat clusters mimicking fake updates for popular browsers like Chrome, Firefox, and Edge. Proofpoint said the threat actor TA569 has been using the tactic for over five years to deliver malware called SOC Goalish, while more threat actors have since adopted the strategy. The attack is stealthy and uses three stages, starting with deployment of JavaScript or HTML-injected code on a compromised website, then directing traffic to a threat actor-controlled domain before finally executing the payload on the user's device. The campaign's success lies in exploiting users' trust in known and safe sites. Proofpoint says the attack underscores the need for robust security controls, including network detection, security awareness training, and incident reporting procedures.
1: Yeah, because cybersecurity training has worked so well. That's why CISOs mentioned it for the past six years. You know, on you know, the uh, cybersecurity month, right? But you know it's October, it's cybersecurity month and um how's everybody enjoying all those um those sales pitches to buy more product and all this other stuff. It's freaking insane. Um Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Proofpoints implementation process but they do do some good work, right? So um you know hats off to them. You know that they're really a bunch of Um, knowledgeable people over there doing, doing some real good work, trying to find, you know, fake browser uh, extensions and updates and things of that nature. And this kind of goes back to the, you know, the notepad topic, you know, make sure you're, you're downloading from a trusted source. Um, You know, making sure you have ad blockers in place to potentially block malicious ads from loading on a page and being able to Um, Use firewall controls to verify, you know, that you're actually going to where you think you're going. Good EDR in case those two things break down and, you know, that EDR is looking at behavior analytics to be able to determine, um, you know, what this application is doing. So it doesn't fester and be able to come in and, you know, completely just wreak havoc and do um, potentially malicious things inside of an environment. Um, So, it's a you know, it's definitely a theme. be careful where you're going, please, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Tech CEO sentenced to five years in IP address scheme. Oh my the 40 year old CEO of the Charleston, South Carolina based technology company, Mike Fo LLC, what? has been sentenced after pleading guilty to an elaborate IP address scheme. Gulliston used a network of phony companies to secure more than 735,000 IP addresses from the American Registry for Internet Numbers, or ARIN. ARIN sued Gulliston and Mike Foe back in 2018 for obtaining the IP addresses under false pretenses. While that dispute was settled in arbitration, federal prosecutors in South Carolina took notice filing criminal wire fraud charges against Gulliston in May of 2019. The U.S. DOJ says Goldston will serve 60 months in prison, pay Aaron nearly $77,000 in restitution, followed by a two-year term of court-ordered supervision. And that is it for today.
1: That is, I I mean, this is in Dr. Gerald Ozier and I's backyard. I didn't even know this guy even existed and this thing even went on. But how... This is something I got to dig into cuz this is a weird one. I mean, you can you can buy you can submit and buy you know, a block of IP addresses for what you're able to do whatever you want to do. Was he I don't see how this is wire fraud just because you obtained you know a metric ton of you know IP blocks. You know, is it good that you're just, you know, IP squatting? Probably not. I mean, there's been story after story over the past couple of years, how we're running out of IP addresses, but I don't see how this is wire fraud. But again, you know, we don't do a whole lot of prep work for this thing. And like I said, just a moment ago, I didn't even know this thing was a, this is a, this is a thing. This dude lived in our backyard, um, in Charleston, South Carolina, um, I didn't even know of this freaking company. That is nuts. So this is definitely a takeaway item for me. I I just... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. First work assisting in federal part. So he flipped and did... Oh, this has led to boom times when the car... But it was likewise a bottle when those who specialize in I was with spamming dormant IP blocks. So sp- buying a bunch of IPs and then reselling it for people to spam out of, is that part of the wire fraud? 4000000000 billion so-called sorry bear with me a little grace i this is really interesting i'm trying to figure out what all right so the tldr from what i'm just gathering here and again i could be completely wrong because you know 20 second 30 second analysis but i mean some of the stuff i was saying i think is what he's doing is buying those ip addresses And then selling them, selling lease access to them, which, I mean, you kind of do with your ISP. And then those were being used for spamming. I don't know how that's wire, considered wire fraud. This may be something that, hey, they had to bust them on something. So they did this maybe. Yeah, I had almost a um, BJ uh, uh, DJ B second said in the mod chat. They had almost a million IP addresses. Yeah, I, I understand that, but I don't know how that equals wire fraud. You know, how do you get from point A to point B? You know, I'm trying to um I'm trying to connect the dots, and that's definitely something I'm going to um, take away and try to figure out. Right, so that's going to be interesting to kind of figure out. If you're just here for the news, thank you so much for tuning in. I do greatly appreciate it. We will stick around for the, uh, the jaw jacking. We do have just a few quick minutes. Um, I do have to scoot at the top of the hour. So if you do have a question, um, put it into the chat, just Q colon. And then your question, you know, as I see them come up, I'll try to be very brief in an answer. Um, hopefully everybody is, uh, if you're traveling to wild, wild hack and fest, hopefully everything is going well. Um, I did see reports, was it last week or beginning of this week that they were having snow or expecting snow up there. So, hopefully your travels are going well. Um, but I'll, if you're uh, wanting to get back to the da- daily grind, but yeah, I am definitely need more coffee because I'm out. Ooh, last drops, right? But um, thank you so much. We will stick around for the jaw jacking for a moment. Um, I wish everybody a good, good day. And thank you so much for tuning in, 249 of you lovely folks stuck through this entire thing, listening to me train wreck it in the mid-roll. Um, I'm just looking for questions. If there's no questions, no worries. Um, we'll just kind of end it up and let everybody get back to their individual rock piles of the day. The infamous Carrie has a question. What's going on? Let's see. Oh, not a question. I'm still struggling. I use AdGuard ad blocker, and that has worked. YouTube is trying to get rid. Well, yeah, Carrie. I mean, you got to understand that. You know, ads are a vehicle of monetization for YouTube. Absolutely, they're going to try to get rid of that. And if you want to get rid of ads, and you're going to pay them to help get rid of ads, I mean, it's it's a business model for them, right? So. Um, does Wawa Hackenfest hacking start today? I'm trying to figure out the verge. I don't, I don't think so. I think everybody's flying out today. If I remember right, the, the training day starts today, I think. Um, so let's see. Question, Eric in India, do you work in the North? Southeast or west I'm a graduate of ITT Rokai I'm in the southeast of the state uh, United States so I'm in Charleston uh, right outside of Charleston South Carolina David you are welcome sir yeah talking about the red light yeah I totally train wrecked that it's it's been crazy. Um, what do you do for incident response stack at a greenfield company from insurance to supplement endpoint stuff like Huntress or, oh God, Luke Huntress. Oh God. So if you stuck around for me to go full on with, with a little bit of welcome to it. All right, let's let's take this the Huntress is not an EDR. I don't give a flying what they say. They're not an EDR. Could Huntress become an EDR? Absolutely. They have the capability, they have the talent to do it. They just won't. Plus, they're only really focused on the MSP space. So they're they're not enterprise. Um, they have some cool ideas, they're doing a lot of canary things, you know, trying to do that. But when you go through and you look at Cisternal's any run application, it is that revamped. So a lot of their stuff does go through a um, a, a manual process. So they got to run, you know, they, they, it requires a manual process. And, you know, I don't know much about Halcon, um, but Barricade does do an IR retainer. Um, we do use CrowdStrike, Falcon. It's approved by all the insurance carriers uh, for our DFIR work. So, um, you know, we, when we are brought in on cases, we got to use what's approved. Um, and I'm going to tell you that um, while some, or some MSP folks like um, Blackpoint Cyber and there's a couple other ones that are MSP centric, uh, those who don't know MSP managed solution provider outsource IT um you know they're getting more and more on uh, uh, the graces of insurance to be able to use but they are you know they're not an IR firm can they do it absolutely you know um I know the folks at blackpoint cyber really really knowledgeable folks like like next level came from three letter agencies a lot of them and you know is another one of those groups that if they talk, I shut up and listen to see what they got to say. Um, but, um, yeah, just, um, yeah, Luke, I, I would say, you know, get on, go to barricadesiver.com, go down to the bottom, just do schedule an introduction. We'll have a more one-on-one conversation. I I don't want to go full psycho on this one, but yeah. Um, Do we negotiate with threat actors? Yeah, we do all the time there. Uh, we got uh, most of our engagements do include threat actor negotiations. Um, unfortunately, most of our stuff is under attorney client privilege. We're not allowed to talk about those stuff right now. Um, you know, we've, we've had some pretty good success wins bringing from cases from like 3 million down to, you know, uh, 500,000. We've had, um, we had one case not too long ago with black Hat uh, Alfie where they were still in the environment and the client wasn't doing some of the recommended actions that we were proposing. And they found out who that we were involved and called us out by name and started hammering our infrastructure Where it was, that was an interesting time. I'm like, we're probably going down. (laughs) But no, I mean, our defense has stood up. So, you know, uh, the three finger salute to them, if you will. Um, Let's see. Again, we're at the top of the hour. I'll take one or two more quick questions. Uh, Let's see frank i don't see it in the chat here um i'm looking at mod chat so frank eric are you going to go to b-sides charleston i'm going to try frank i know dr gerald Osher is going there i know casually joseph i think is going there so um um i'm going to try it really depends on you know the work schedule and things of that nature so we'll kind of go from there uh alua binson again hooked on phonics never worked for me do insurance companies acquired their third party risk vendor vendor risk by themselves so i think the the uh, let me see if i can find this in here real quick so what i think the question is do insurance companies contract a third party to do a risk assessment on themselves They're supposed to, but, you know, we've seen so many of these cases, um, publicly disclosed that insurance carriers are, I mean, the carrier themselves. So like, um, Chubb and Travelers and Nationwide, the the, the actual underwriter, the main carriers. Yeah, they, they definitely do. But, um, your Billy Bob, you know, Joe's ice cream shop, uh, and insurance company down the road, they, they, they don't. Right. So, uh, came through from discord and this will be the, the last question. Unless I, somebody snags something up. Um, I have an opportunity to be a guest speaker at a middle school cyber uh foundations class any resources you might suggest you've got to be careful with this one um yeah this will be the last question uh yeah you have to be careful so you have to do your best at educating them on what's fake and what's not. Unfortunately, a lot of folks, especially teenagers, will quickly adopt a mindset that what they see on LinkedIn or Twitter um, or Facebook or Snapchat or you know truck bus or MoonGate or whatever platform it is that you know that is gospel. And if you know, there is a way to show you know, not getting political, um, but show how people are fished, how people are, or when, you know, take a step back. The big thing that middle schools need to know about, a 10 second warning, if you have little kids in the room, please excuse them, put on your headphones or something. We're going to have semi-adult talk for a moment. Okay, all right sex exploitation is a major major issue um, the sex trafficking, all that stuff the um, I can't tell you how many times a month I am getting called because they took pictures of themselves thinking they were you know engaging with somebody that they were you know, having a relationship with and come to find out it wasn't them, you know, kind of like the catfishing thing, but you know, the sex really is the sex sextortion is a massive, massive issue. If there is a way that we could advise kids of these threats to make them more secure and help advise them to help talk to their parents. Yeah. You know, I, I know there's, a lot going on and stuff like that but definitely try to talk to some other folks who have had success um in those type of communications and see if you know is there some slides and things of that nature i guarantee you if you find other people who've done this type of communications um they will be happy to share this because this is definitely something that's you know needed um bear with me one second All right, but yeah i do have to go got an issue that i gotta go deal with but um find somebody who can help communicate that information and make it relevant to teach young people about technology and the dangers that the predators are going to them and with that sorry i i did i wanted to go down that rabbit hole a little bit ladies and gentlemen so um Kind of go from there. But anyway, again, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. I do greatly appreciate everybody. With that, we will do the sea shanty and Dr. Gerald Osier bugging out Tune in tomorrow for the live from the wild, wild hacking fest for Dr. Gerald Osher, and be able to kind of go from there. But anyway, y'all take care now.
2: Once was a kid whose passwords laid across all sites They were the same, a criminal Then found their fame by taking that data to go
0: Soon may a criminal come To steal your pictures and data and run One day when the crime is done They'll steal your account and go I hope you enjoyed that content. Keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber Community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also, every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern time, as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We're doing live stream interviews with industry experts, and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content, and we'll see you in the next one.